Welcome back to Expressions of Destiny podcast. This is Jennifer. Today is Faith-Filled Friday. You guys, we are going to get into a follow-up discussion of this past Tuesday's uh, episode. We were talking about how we were created to stand out. And although we were uh, relating that to business and our ventures and the things that we do to make our businesses stand out because we impart who we are into that business, we're going to talk about us just as individuals, as children of God, I'm going to um, put some scripture in there, and we're just going to get re- just really in- deep into it. <laughs> I am just so excited. I'm I am bubbling over and overflowing and ready to just spill out whatever's in my cup today. So um, here we go. So there was a question that was asked um, a couple of days ago on one of the uh, posts that I had shared on social media, and the question is, Um, what do you think holds people back from fully expressing their uniqueness? And that question was just one of those where you sit back and you go, wow, you know, what a great question, but really, do we have the answer? Do we know what holds people back from fully expressing their uniqueness? You know, we were created to stand out. We have gifts. We have talents. We have abilities. We have purpose. We have passions. But what keeps us from from re- fully expressing who we are? And so, as I thought about it, you know, I thought there's so many things. But um, some of those things that could possibly hold us back, what, number one is fear. Fear is always one of the biggest, probably the most... <laughs> Um, daunting, I mean, it just strips you of so much fear in any area of your life will just floor you and, and make you think that you can't, you know, come out in the end winning. It is, it is such a powerful thing, but it can be overcome. It can absolutely be overcome. Another thing would be limiting beliefs, um, discouraging words, or just different situations in our life, things that we've been through, things that we've had to um, overcome, you know, things that maybe we never really expected we would have to encounter in our lifetime, but we did. And that's life, right? Things happen, but it's how we push through those things. Another thing was disappointments. How many people have been disappointed? I'm sure every hand on the face of this earth would go up. There has been some type of disappointment, small, large, uh, humongous, out of this world, whatever it was. But we have all been disappointed at some point. I get disappointed when I really want ice cream and I can't go out and get it because I know I shouldn't be eating it, but, you know, I promised myself maybe I'll get it next week. (laughs) Those are just those little minor disappointments, but it shows that we get disappointed. And disappointments can affect the way that we operate on a day-to-day basis if we don't know how to just let that thing go. There are so many other examples of what could hold us back. Um, but, you know, I really believe, and it's one of the things that, that I always teach, I've said it many times on, on the different episodes, is that when you learn how to navigate through your weaknesses, or let's let's put other words in there, when we learn how to navigate through our fears, when we learn how to navigate through our life disappointments, when we learn how to navigate through those discouraging words, um, those limiting beliefs, 
you know, our, our faith that has just been crushed. We learn how to navigate through those things. Let's go back to the main point. When you learn how to navigate through your weaknesses and every other thing you want to insert there, your weaknesses then become your superpower. So when we can learn to address the things that have held us captive, both in our heart and in our mind, then we can discover who we truly are. Unique and beautiful with so much untapped potential and an ability to change the world one person at a time. We have that much power and ability in us to be able to change things, to be able to shift, to be able to pivot, to be able to get to that place where everybody else and everything else in our life told us we could not achieve, we could not have, we could not be at. Um, how about we go and crush those things? We go and crush the negativity that is surrounding us, the chaos, the noise. And we begin to operate in who we truly are. You know, as I'm talking um, about these different things and then we begin to share, you know, different questions or different scenarios, um, even in my own life, I want you to think about everything that we're discussing. And I want to have a conversation um, a lot of times I get on here and I just talk and I share my heart and I pour out, but I want to have a conversation. And so um, wherever you're listening to this podcast at, whether it's um, on our one of our social media accounts, Facebook, uh, Instagram, um, LinkedIn, or uh, TikTok, sometimes we'll put a couple of the video clips up there. Or if you're actually on the website, the eodproduction.podbean.com, um, drop your questions, drop your, your comments Tell me how you feel about this. Tell me what you think. Maybe some of the things that hold us back from from really finding what makes us unique. You know, um, share with me the things that, um, whether you agree or disagree, let's have a conversation about this and let's really just dive in deep because there are so many people out there that don't realize how much power and potential they have. And it's really heartbreaking because they find themselves stuck in a place. They find themselves just sitting there feeling like they have no purpose. Like they don't know what they're supposed to do with the rest of their life. Or they feel like they will never get ahead. Or they may never achieve the thing that they had such a dream and a passion for. All because of something. Something there. Whatever it was. Made them believe the opposite made them stop dreaming, made them doubt who they are. So another question that was asked of me was, um, you know, what was, what is a good way to find out what makes us unique? And I had to really think about that as well. Um, you know, and it made me think about, or even really just picture a person standing there with shackles on their, their wrists and their arms and, and their feet you know, around their ankles, these shackles that keep us bound in whatever it is that we're doing, we have been, there have been constraints placed on us, um, limitations, and those are the things that keep us blind to what makes us unique. You know, I ask this question all the time, um, and, and if you listen, if you 
are a regular listener, you will know I say it over and over. But um, especially with educators, a lot of times I would ask the question, when you were a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? And I loved hearing the responses and the answers because their faces would light up. They would get so excited to share what it was that they wanted to be when they grew up. And although they're sitting here doing something completely, totally opposite or different from that thing, they you could still see the joy on their face. Their smile just told it all. And although they may see themselves as not being able to do that thing, they've forgotten that it's still part of them. And so our uniqueness is often revealed when we think back on our passions and desires before we had constraints. When we think back to the times where our minds were free. When we think back to the time where, you know, we were just learning and discovering things. We were free to believe and think whatever it was that we wanted to be. If we ran around the house dressed up like a cowboy or an Indian or, you know, a ballerina, that's what we wanted to do. And it brought us joy. And sometimes we think back to those things as well and we think they're silly. But they're really not. It's really not. There was a passion there for a reason. So we can do one of two things. We can run back to that passion. We can uh, transition out of what we're doing and run back to that passion and fulfill that desire and that dream. Or we can keep doing what we're doing making a difference in what we do, but incorporate the thing that we wanted to be when we grew up, incorporate it into what we are doing now so that we experience a different kind of joy. We insert the uniqueness of what it was that made us happy and brought life to us. And I guarantee it will bring life into whatever position, whatever job, whatever task you have because you are now focused on How can I take the thing that I had a passion for and a love and the thing over here that I'm doing to serve others and bring them together and create a uniqueness in that not, it's not no longer a job, but it's now a purpose. So I want to share a couple of scriptures, um, that are some of my favorites. Um, I just, I love the way that, that the word is spoken and it just reminds us of our purpose. Well, the first one is first Peter chapter four. It's verse 10 and 11. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be all glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Now that entire, um, both of those verses are so powerful, but the, the first part of it in itself, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. We have been given these amazing and wonderful gifts, this uniqueness this talent, these passions, not for self-gain, but to serve others, to be a blessing to others, to uplift other people. 
to be there for someone when they need something. To be just an encouragement. You know, one of my, um, I call it my gift because I just can't help myself, but I love to encourage people. Even when I'm in the darkest moment of my life or the times where I feel like I am just sitting in a pit all by myself, I still can't help myself. I have to encourage other people. Because you know what? In encouraging other people, I've just lifted myself up. And I did it for someone else first. The more you give, the more you have. So when you use your gifts to serve other people, then the very thing that you may be struggling with, or maybe you're down, or you're frustrated, or you're disappointed, but you serve others first in that thing that God has given you, that special uniqueness, you serve them, then in return your cup is filled back up. Everything that was a discouragement, everything that was so hard, you, it's like that joy overwhelms you. You just can't help it. And so I love this verse for that reason because it's just reminding us, I gave you something amazing. God is saying, I gifted you with this thing. Now go and use it. And I gave it to you, not to anybody else. Somebody else may have a similar gift, but what he gave you is unique to you. So you go and use it. And remember this as well. Not everybody will receive it. It's not for everyone. But it, it, the, the people that it's meant for will receive it. And it will be a blessing to them. And if someone rejects it, you go somewhere else and you use it for them. And if they reject it, you go somewhere else. The rejection should not stop us from what it is that we're doing. This second verse... Um, I love so much. It It is so simple and yet so profound. It says, yet, O Lord. I'm sorry, this is Isaiah 64, verse 8. Yet, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay and you are potter. And we all are the work of your hand. Every one of us is special. Every one of us is created by his hand. But guess what? Every one of us is unique. Every single one of us. I shared uh, one time that we, you know, I took a pottery class when I was in college. I always wanted to learn how to throw on the wheel. I wanted that clay on that wheel. I wanted to spin it. I wanted perfection. I wanted to learn this thing, and I couldn't. But the one thing that I was gifted at was I could hand build. And the pieces that I would hand build, the, the guy in my class who knew how to throw pottery on the wheel so beautifully, he couldn't hand build. And here I was wishing I could use the wheel like him. And he's sitting there wishing he could hand build like me. And we had our own individual gifts. And we, we learned to embrace those gifts after a while because it was just amazing to see. And here is the other thing. Every single piece of pottery that we worked on, no matter how it was formed or made, it was always different. Every piece of pottery was different. If you glazed different pieces and put them in the kiln to fire them, it didn't matter if you used the same glaze, they were going to come out textured differently. The glaze was going to run differently. The colors were going to set differently depending on what the heat was in there. If it was hotter on one day than it was on the other, those colors were going to come out in a completely different way no matter if it came out of the same can of glaze. 
And that's what's so amazing about this verse is that when it says we are the clay and you are the potter, that means when you formed me, Lord, I am not going to be anything like anybody else. And I always remind people, I have twin daughters. They may look alike, but they are completely different. And honestly, they don't look alike. For those that are just meeting them or aren't familiar with them, you'd think that they were identical, but they are not. They have so many differences, so many unique characteristics, so much about them. If you stared at them long enough, you would see the differences and you would see how uniquely made they are. That is how each and every one of us are. None of us look exactly the same. None of us act the same. And although we may have similar gifts, none of our gifts are exactly the same. You are unique. You were created to stand out. And the last verse that I want to share with you is Ephesians 2.10. This verse speaks volumes to me every single day. I can read this verse every morning and it will propel me and launch me into whatever it is that I am purposed to do in that day. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, his own master work, a work of art, created in Christ Jesus, Reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works, which God prepared for us beforehand, taking paths which he set so that we would walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. What a powerful word. And to be called his workmanship, that right there makes me feel special. If you didn't feel special, feel special right now. Because you are his workmanship. His own master work. A work of art. I love that scripture. And I hope you're getting it. Because you are unique in yourself, there is nobody else on this earth like you. And he has created us to do great things. Great, magnificent, enormous. Why do we think so little of the purpose that is on us when our purpose is a million times greater than what we see in ourselves? Think the way that our Father thinks about you. Receive what it is that he is wanting you to understand that you were created for great things. Don't belittle yourself. Don't think you're sitting on the sidelines. Don't think that you will never achieve what somebody else has. We are not supposed to compare ourselves to other people. But you are supposed to stand out in who you are. (coughs) And to end, I just want to share a little bit of my story today. There was a time in my life... For many years, I was involved in ministry, full-time, part-time, whatever time you want to call it. Um, My husband and I both were in ministry. Before we met, before we were married, I mean, even as teenagers, you know, just so active in church. Um, After we got married, active together in church, we met in church, you know. um, We served in the praise and worship team. He was a musician. I was a singer. We served... um, you know, with the youth, um, I led the children's dance ministry. Um, he did music production. We did the the productions at the church, you know, theater. And there was so much, 
so much that we did and we loved every moment of it. Every part of it we absolutely loved. There was nothing greater than feeling like you were blessing other people and you were serving them. And so for, for many years, we were just involved in anything possible. I mean, it was like bouncing from one area to the next, not church to church, just one area to the next, just, just wanting to give our all. And the, the crazy thing was that it didn't matter how much we served. There were moments where we still felt out of place. We still felt like, you know, Lord, I don't feel like this is my purpose. I'm, I'm grateful for where you have me. I'm grateful to be able to do all these things. I'm grateful to be here for others, but I still feel out of place. I feel like this is not what it was that you created me to do. And it would bother me. And I would walk around thinking, okay, you know, I love the kiddos. I love the teenagers. I love the music ministry, but I just feel like I'm missing something. And it wasn't until years later, many, many years later, I mean, it took a long time, that we finally realized where our place was. And it was still serving, still serving in a, in, um, the capacity of, of serving other people and their needs. But now we were going to be doing it within our own business. You know, being able to reach outside the four walls. The church building, it is a, a great place to come and to commune and to congregate and to fellowship. But if we do everything within the four walls, then who is reaching those that are outside the four walls? And some people are called to to um, serve in the church. And some people are called to serve outside the church. And that's okay. There is nothing wrong with that because if God tells you the place and the position where he wants you, then that's where you are. But for us, we, here we were trying to be on the inside and he was trying to pull us on the outside because there was so much more work to be done. So much more. And the picture that I like to use is it's like a tapestry. You have a tapestry that's being uh, sewn and there's so many beautiful threads and so many um, different stitchings. And if you have an open gap in that tapestry and all of the, the threading there is blue and you happen to be one purple thread, but you go and you, you take your thread and you use it to sew up that hole. It will hold it together for a while. You will hold that position and you will help to hold that thing together. But because you are still a thread that was not originally there, that was that was stitched in afterwards, as time goes on, that thread loosens up and it begins to open that gap again. And now that beautiful tapestry is left with another open gap. It still has a hole that needs to be filled. We were that purple thread trying to fit in that tapestry, trying to... Um, find where we could help fix something, where we could help mend, you know, or help fill in a ministry or help to temporarily, or we wanted permanently to heal that thing. And it didn't work because that was not our place. That was not where we were supposed to be. And so just know that 
you, you have to find the place where you belong. You have to know your purpose. And that all starts with knowing who God created you to be, how he created you, the, the passion and the uniqueness that is inside of you. What brings you joy? You know, I mentioned last week, I, um, I love to sing. I don't sing on a platform anymore. I don't sing, you know, I don't record. I don't do anything like that. But I still love to sing. And when I wake up in the morning and I start my day with that song, doesn't matter what song it is, whatever is in my spirit, in my heart, I will spend my entire day singing around everything else that I'm doing. And that's what brings me joy. And so I'm able to operate in my gifts, operate in my purpose serve other people, encourage other people, and I'm singing all at the same time, and God is consistently refilling me because that is the one thing that that makes me happy, that brings me joy, brings me peace, brings me comfort. And so you will always find me singing, whether it's a silly song or a worship song or old school R&B, you will always find me singing. But that's what brings me joy. And so I remember the thing that he placed inside of me for so many years. And the thing that I know I'm commissioned and purpose to do right now. And I bring the two together. So find that thing that brings you joy. Find that thing that makes you different. And use it. It is a powerful superpower. It is not just a superpower, but a powerful superpower. Find that thing. And use it. Be who you were created to be. Regardless of what anybody else has to say and think. Their opinion does not matter. You know who you are. Better than they do. And so I'm going to end there today. Um, I pray that I have encouraged you today. Um, Let's have a conversation. Share with me the things that you feel might um, keep you from discovering your uniqueness. Your purpose. You know, the things that make you stand out. I want to have a good conversation about this and hear and hear your thoughts. So that is it for me today. I will talk to you on next Tuesday for all things business. Thank you again for joining us on the Expressions of Destiny podcast. God bless.